Hello, my friends. I want you to join with me in this topic. Are you holding on to something that the Lord never gave to you? And I want to look in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 8. We notice something here that is very interesting because it seems like this is the culture that we live in today. Something that we know that doesn't belong to us, yet we don't want to give it up. We say to ourselves, no matter what it costs me, I am going to keep it. And my friends, if you keep something that the Lord never gave to you, you can be assured that there are consequences involved and there is a price to be paid. And that price may not be the price that you want to pay because it can be very, very dangerous. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 8, we find here that it came to pass when Samuel was old and he made his son judges over Israel. I understand here that maybe it's a custom or perhaps he's doing that for security or even to help his sons. But apparently it didn't turn out to be anything good. It's just unfortunate that sometimes we mean very well for our children and when we put them in a position to carry on a work, they mess it up. Samuel's sons here became judges of Israel and they blew it because they were taking bribery. And so they pervert the systems that was in place, the governmental system that was in place in Israel. However, this was not a good thing. So the elders came to Samuel and they said, listen, we understand that you make your sons to be judges. They didn't work out. But here's what we want. You got to do something. They said to him, we want a king like other nation. We want a king to judge us like other nation. Now, this is Israel putting demands on Samuel. The thing, of course, displeases him. But the fact of the matter is demands. They didn't come to say, I am sorry to hear what your sons are doing or have done. They didn't come to say, I am sorry. Let us see what we can do to work through this. They come to Samuel and they say, we want a king like other nations. My friends, this is a trap that the world has put us into, saying to us that you must have what you see other people have. You must do what you see other people are doing. You must live the way you see other people are living. And for some reason, many of us find ourselves with that pressure on us. Because if we don't compete, if we don't do what the norm is, we feel that we're obsolete. We're just not in the crowd. We're not doing anything great. And everybody wants to be on a stage. And when they can't get on the stage, they feel left out. So we end up having pressure doing things that the crowd, the, the society, the culture tells us to do. 
And my friends, one thing brings another because when you're on a demand or you're on the demands to get things done, it brings a pressure on you that puts a pressure on somebody else and it goes on and on. And when, then we find our people, our world is in chaos and everyone is tipping on each other's toes just to get along. This king, this judge that they're asking for is not what God wants, at least not yet. But it's what the people want. So they put the pressure on Samuel to get it done. Well, here's what you do when you, run, when you hit pressure. Here's what you do when the demands are put on you, my friends. The Bible says, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he careth. If many of us were doing that today, the headaches and the stress that we come down with, we would not have had them. We would have avoided them or at least limit them. But we took everything upon ourselves because we must compete. We are under a pressure. My friends, it does you no good. There are some things that you have and there are some things other people have. They're just not the same as you have. Yours are not the same like they have, but we all fit in somewhere. And it's not everything that someone has that you're supposed to have. Everything is unique in its own setting. And I want many people to know today, not because the guy up the street have it and done it this way that you ought to come and do it, do it this way. Not because the other guy up the street has a wonderful relationship because he married to a wonderful spouse or the lady married to a wonderful spouse. You are not going to always have that. My friends, everything fits in its place. And what is for a person may not necessarily be for you. So what we need to make life much easier for us is to cast our case upon God, to go to Him in prayer, to stop worrying about the pressure and the demands, and don't listen to the crowd, because the crowd wants one thing, and God wants another thing, completely different. Listen to what the Creator, the Almighty God, the one who knows every last thing about you and I, listen to Him today, and he will never misdirect you. He will lead you into the paths of righteousness. And wherever he leads you, my friend, he is very certain. He is very sure. He will never make a mistake, even when you think that this is not the place that you ought to be or you want to be. That's not about you, my friend. It's about where God wants you to be. So Israel came. The elders came to Samuel. They need a king. Samuel went to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Samuel. In verse 7 of chapter 8, the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected you or thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. Now, God knows the situation better than Samuel 
knew it. God is setting the stage here for these people. The Lord spoke to Samuel and tell him to carry back this to the people of Israel, the king that they want. Let me give you the profile of the king, hoping that they would change their mind. But mankind is wired in such a way that whatever they have in their mind, they are going to do it. And you can try many ways, many times to stop someone from doing something that they have in their mind they're going to do. My friends, you don't have enough energy and you don't have enough time and you don't have enough security guard to stop that person. They find a way to get it done. God outlined the king that they said they wanted. He said to them that this king, this will be the manner of this king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for him, for himself, for his chariots and his horsemen. And some shall run before the chariots, which is men of war. He's, he also said that he shall take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them. He is taking away from you what you work so hard for. In other words, he is going to rob you of your welfare. He told Samuel to tell them also that this man, this king, he will take your manservants and your maidservants and your goodliest young men and asses and put them to his work. You know what he was what was happening here? He was trying to tell Samuel to tell the people of Israel, this king is a self-centered king. It's all about him. He doesn't care anything. He wouldn't care anything about Israel. But my friend, that could not stop Israel from saying what they want. And I know that we have that culture and that mentality around us today. No matter what God tells us, he will outline the dangers, the consequences, the problems of what is going to happen with the demands that we want, the things that we say we want, the man that you said you want, the marriage, the whoever it is that you want. God will show exactly the dangers of that person. But we got in our cultures today who say, I don't care. I still want him. My friends, sometimes we think that we can get some things and change it to adapt to what it adapt to what we want it to be, and that never worked. Now, God gave Samuel the profile. Samuel gave Israel the profile. It was a demand that was put upon him, and he went to God to find out counsel on this. God gave him the profile and he came back to the people. But I want you to know, it didn't make a difference to these people. It didn't make a difference to Israel. They listened to what he had to say. But they say, we don't care what it costs. 
They say, we still need a king. They are now in defiance. God gave them his word. But they're saying, God, you can't speak for us. Let us speak for ourselves. We want what we want. How many of us today, known the word of God, we read it. We know what God tells us that we should not do and we should not have. We are very much aware of the disciplines of the Bible. We are aware of what God expects from us and what he don't expect from us. But we come to the conclusion in our mind, it's not about God anymore, it's about me. I want what I want, I want to feel good. Even when it's gonna hurt me, I want to feel good. That's what mankind is telling to God today. I am going to do my thing. I know you put some rules and some regulations on in your word, but I still want to feel good. Many folks are saying life is short, just do it. Forget about God, my friends. That's what they're saying. But there will be a day when everything that God tells you and I not to do and we continue to do it, there will be a day, my friends, when it catches up with us. It will eventually catch up with us. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. You may continue for a while. You may say to yourself, just for a season, it will catch up. And I know there are many men and women today that are living in regrets of choices that they made outside of God, never consulted God. They said, I am going to do it. Whatever becomes of it, whatever comes out of it, I am prepared to pay the price. And surely they're not prepared because some of those prices are paid in health issues and in catastrophic illness. My friends, let's listen to God today. Let's go before him. He is the creator of the universe. Bible said the steps of a good man they are ordered by the Lord. If you want to do well today, you will let God order your steps and don't do your own thing. They were in defiance. They say, we don't care. We still want him. And of course, my friends, they got him. You see what happened? God is not going to make you push him around. God gives you choices. And if you're knocking God's door down, ask him for, asking him for something, my friends, he will allow that to happen because mankind live in rebellion. And God wants man to know there is a price to pay when you live in rebellion. And when you live in defiance, they got Saul. They got him to be their king. Saul was not 
the greatest king for Israel, but the Lord allow him to be king, and I know that God knows better. But he gave the people their requests because he's going to prove them wrong. Many of you who think that you can go ahead of God, he will prove that you're wrong. You remember the disciples that were sailing? Jesus was in the ship. Where did they put him? Right at the bottom of the ship. They allow him to go down there and sleep. And when they run into a storm, they went down and wake him up. And they ask him, you don't care if we perish. It's a storm. Get up. Get up and come help us. He's not going to be pushed around, my friends. Wherever you put him, he will stay there just to show you that you can't live without him. And you shouldn't make choices, make decisions without God involved in it. When Israel got sold, they thought they got the best. They had everything as much as they heard the profile. They thought they got everything. Let me tell you something today. What they didn't know, they had a very disobedient king. A man who doesn't listen to God. One who does his own thing in his own way. When you have a king who does his own thing in his own way, the whole nation will suffer just like Israel suffered on the Saul. Because Saul never was prepared to listen to anybody. For instance, Samuel told him in chapter 10 about going down to meet some of the prophets. In chapter 10, he said, When you go down there, verse 6 said, The Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. Thou shalt prophesy with them. And thou shalt be turned into another man. And he said, let it be when these signs are come unto thee that thou do as the occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. He had a chance, my friend. But listen to what happened. He said to him further, thou shalt go down before me. That's Samuel talking to Saul. Go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offering. Seven days shall thou tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou should do. Did Samuel talk to Saul about that? Yes. Did Saul listen to Samuel? Absolutely not. My friends, he is now going to be in defiance, in disobedience with what Samuel told him to do. He did went to Gilgal. He came down to Gilgal in verse chapter 13, verse 8 said, He came to Gilgal and he tarried seven days 
according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. Now he's in battle with the Philistine and he's scared, but he's there seven days. And in seven days he felt Samuel did not come to Gilgal. And the people that he had scattered from him. Saul said, bring me a burnt offering. Bring it to me and a peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering. And as it came to pass, as soon as he made an end of offering, the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. Listen to what he did. Disobedience. That's the king. You have a leader, a king that is disobedient. My friends, you will pay the price under his hand. And I say to you today, if you have something, you may have a soul that is not of God. It wasn't chosen of God was chosen by the people. Many of you are holding on to some souls that you know that God did not give you. It was not given to you by God. I call upon you today. Give up that soul. Let that soul go because you're going to suffer at the hand of that soul. You said to me, it's nice. I love it. it. It's doing me good. It may be doing you good for now, my friends, but it's not of God. And if something is not of God, it won't last. Not only would, wouldn't it last, but it will cause you and your family and the rest of the people around you will be hurt because it's not of God. You need to let God have his way. Let him make the choices for you and the decisions for you this day. Let him be your guide, and he will teach you to walk in the right paths, make right decisions. Not only did Samuel disobey, not only did Saul disobey Samuel, but Samuel also gave Saul an order from God that he ought to kill the Amalekites that gave the children of Israel a hard time coming out of Israel, Egypt. And Samuel say to Saul, this is what you ought to do. Take them out completely. Did Saul listen to Samuel? No. Saul is now in deception. Saul went up against the Amalekites. And Saul never slay. He slayed some and leave the best, the lambs, the sheep, all the good fat things kept them and hide them, put them away, and save some of them. But Samuel came to him one day and said, Listen, you're in rebellion. You're deceitful. God told you to get rid of everything and you saved some. While he was talking to Saul, the sheep was making noise and the cattle was making noise. Because they wanted to know, they want Samuel to know, we're here. Listen, my friends, you can hide it. You can put it away and sing over it and dance over it. But one day it's going to show itself. 
It's going to say, all the years that I have been carrying on and pretending that I've done everything right, my friends, that sin, that wrong, that thing that is not of God is showing up. And you will find out exactly what a mess you've made and the time you've wasted in something holding on to that is not of God. I called on every one of you today. If it's not of God, give it up. Let it go. You can't lose. You're afraid to let it go because you think you can't get anything better. You will get better. God wants you to let it go today. Let go of that soul that you have hiding for years. You've been clinging to that soul. Let it go. It's costing you. You could be better off. Your life can move a little further. You're stuck in gear because you're holding on to Saul. And Saul is not doing anything good for you. Saul may feel good. Saul may look good. But your spiritual life is at stake because you won't let go of Saul. I want you today, let it go. Jesus Christ have better offers for you, better things for you. But you need to let go of this Saul so that God can work in your life. My friends, you listen. God loves you. God cares about you. God wants the best for you. But you can't get it until you give up the Saul. What God haven't given to you, you should give it up. Let him be your guide. Let him be your teacher. Let him be your savior and your friend, your provider he is. You can get more done. You can live a better life. You can be free. You can be happy if you let go of the soul that the Lord did not choose for you. Oh, Father, I thank you today. Holy Spirit, May you guide and direct our hearts, our minds, and to all those who are listening, give them wisdom to let go and courage to give up the soul. And their lives may be better. Save them who are holding on, who are being bound. Release them from the chains of sin. Release them today. Make them better citizens. In Jesus' name, amen.